Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in for another episode of our ridiculousness. Yes. <laughs> um, for today's episode, we will be discussing the Netflix original movie, Don't Look Up, which mm. came out in like december so it's not that old it's only like two months old <laughs> yeah that's pretty we're not we're not too behind the times on that's this one. true we're already in february i can't believe how quickly the year is going <laughs> uh so this got has some big names in it um leonardo dicaprio being one and the rest of them being people i can't remember <laughs> uh, but they're all well-known actors and actresses <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, let's see, there's Meryl Streep at least. Um, why am I forgetting her name? Uh, I think Kat, Meryl Streep was in it. Kat, um, yeah, Meryl Streep was the uh, president. Um, the other, yeah. the PhD student is, uh, oh my God, I'm forgetting her name. Jennifer what? Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. Timothy um, Blanchett. Um, yeah. The rest of them I don't recognize, but yeah. those are people anyways <laughs> a very late in plot love interest for kate love in loose loose quotes is uh timothy chalamet who is also very well known but yeah uh, so and, they got like a bunch he, of names together yeah an end of the world love interest you know it, it yeah yeah um so the premise of this movie is at the beginning um a professor and a PhD student are working on her thesis studying exploding stars someplace in the universe and they just accidentally happen to spot this asteroid or this comet that is as it turns out on direct path toward towards hitting planet Earth and the whole movie is kind of like a political satire on yeah. how the world reacts to that news. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what did you think? I mean, I thought it was um, I thought it was a fun movie. I think obviously it's it, it's worrying that some of the th decisions that they make could 100% happen because of personal greed. Like for example, yeah. at one point they turn around all the rockets from a mission that could have potentially thwarted the destruction of Earth um, only because they want to mine the damn thing for minerals and precious right you know whatever and it's yeah. like i could 100 see people being like oh you mean this is worth 87 trillion dollars i mean maybe we right. can try to figure out something else you know <laughs> yes yeah like everything about it is very like horrifyingly realistic yeah <laughs> I, um, I when i was watching it i kind of and, and based on when it came out as well at the end of 2021 i kind of thought it was making fun of like the pandemic and the people the way people reacted to that and like the whole trump presidency and there are there yeah. are a lot of parallels to that but it was actually written the, the script i looked this up was written before the pandemic and the writer of the of the movie said that he actually wrote it about climate change and the way the world like is reacting to climate change with people uh. denying that but of course then like he's like and then i started watching like what I had written in my script happened in the actual world <laughs> during the <laughs> pandemic. And he, he was like unsure if he even wanted to like create the movie then at that uh. point because it was almost too realistic. But he ended up, you know, you, there's obviously like with the red hats that say don't look up or like yeah. you know, kind of 
parallel to the um, MAGA hats that are out there and things like that. Like he changed, you know, to kind of make more fun of what's happening in the real world. But um, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny that like he kind of just predicted the way the world would act to something <laughs> catastrophic. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. And I I love that entire thing. That's yeah. It's it's it shows the overt manipulation of the president and the chief of staff who is her annoying son. Like the entire idea of them being like, we know what the truth is, but we're going to overtly be like, you poor, terrible people. Like we're with you because you support us, the filthy rich. And, you know, we're different, but that's okay. um, Because you're slobs or whatever. And then, you know, just like this, brainwashing of convincing them to do something as simple as not looking up into the sky and i love that during one of the rallies some guy looks up and he's like what the fuck he's like they've lied and it's so true that like you know once you're convinced of something it's very easy to like i don't know it seems for some it's very easy to just like not see things that are so obvious and blatant in front of you you know you like you can be persuaded that there's nothing happening despite the fact that there's very, very clearly something going on. And and I, I do think that it was like very realistic to kind of show the role that social media plays mm. in people's like chosen ignorance. And and the whole time like that this is happening, the the comet is coming closer and closer to Earth. People are literally being able to see the comet in the sky. It's being paralleled by people caring more about like this famous singer's breakup and yeah. getting back together with her rapper boyfriend slash now fiance. And also like the Supreme Court's nominee being completely unqualified for the position. So that you've got like these two other stories, one that's affecting the White House's ability to care about the comet and one that's affecting people's ability to care about the comet. And that's just, it's so realistic that like the the idea of a comet that's not going to be here for six months would not be as interesting to people as like a celebrity breakup. (laughs) Oh, it's totally true. And I love too, in terms of media, how even on the last day of earth, uh, they were showing clips of, you know, what is meant to be um, some sort of very conservative news uh, show or news channel. Um, okay, it's just supposed to be Fox, I assume. And uh, <laughs> without, yeah, without beating around the bush. But there's the, um, I like how they're broadcasting and the guys kind of like, there's only one thing that needs to be talked about today. And that is, the topless waiters over at whatever and it's like even at the very last moment when like they're literally like 10 minutes from death like they're still deflecting and not you know pretending that this isn't going to happen it's so absurd yeah and like i don't know i didn't look up the science on this so i'm not really sure how accurate it is that you'd be able to see an asteroid that's going to impact earth for like you know 20 or 25 days before it gets here with just the naked eye um, I feel like by the time you can see it with the naked eye, you'd be like hours away from death. But um, I do. I don't but, know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't actually. I've never been in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> so it's possible you'd be able to see it, you know, close to a month beforehand. But I feel like that's unlikely. Yeah, I have no idea. But again, we. I mean, we can see like, I, yeah, because it's pretty small relative to like right. other things in the sky. So. 
Yeah. Maybe a couple, like, at least a couple days beforehand, I'm sure you could see it breaching. Maybe. Hopefully, we never find out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By that point, as we learn from this movie, it's far too late to do anything about it. They had plenty of opportunity because I feel like this takes place a little bit in the future, you know, maybe like 20 or 30 years down the line, like where they have a little bit more technology than what we have right now, a little bit like more advanced technology. So number one, they had some sort of program in place to to deflect the rocket, which was their original plan was to go up and try to like blow it apart and, you know, destroy the comet and, or, or like get it off our get out of our orbit you know so that it won't hit earth yeah and that plan is of course aborted when they realize that this is the comet and the material the valuable minerals on the comet are estimated to be worth 140 trillion dollars so the billionaire of the show tells that he explains that he has this technology it's never been tested it's never been peer reviewed it's you know brand spanking new they have no idea if it's going to work or not kind of technology where they could go up and blast it apart with like mini robots attached to it that could bring the chunks back down to earth safely and deposit them you know in the pacific ocean at a speed that would not cause any destruction and I mean, I feel like to me it was obvious that that was never going to work. Oh, yeah. Die, which is exactly what happens. It doesn't work. <laughs> and by that point, it's far too late to do anything else to divert this comet. And it smashes into the planet and kills everyone except for the ultra elite who escape on their little space pod. <laughs> Yeah, which also seems just very realistic to me that, of course, they're the only ones that would survive. Oh, 100%. Like, I I knew that there had to be some sort of like backup plan like that, because I feel like, well, first of all, that's kind of like a key feature in any of these sorts of movies that there's some sort of ship that's going to take you to safety. Um, But the thing about that, though, and I know that we only see a snippet of it in like, you know, half of each of the pods are dead because of like malfunctions and the whatever. Right. But the majority of the people that were frozen and are landed on this like new fertile land with these terrible monsters is are are like extraordinarily old. Yeah. So it's like they're like, yes, I understand that if you're trying to rebuild a society, you do need some people with experience and intellect that can be able that are able to, you know, help you rebuild and all that nonsense. But like you also need like young people who can actually reproduce if you plan to have a continuation of the human race. (laughs) And it's like, we do only see a snippet of the 2000 or whatever, but like maybe this was just the old people pod. I don't know. But like at this point, they're all old because this thing traveled through hyperspace for 22,740 years (laughs) before it found another planet that it deemed had the right environment to harbor human life and landed on it and so like at that point could any even if you got into there you know at 18 years old could you would your body still be able to reproduce that long i mean later? I, we yeah. don't know the i mean that's the question about like this idea of cryogenic freezing right like or cryogenic sleep because right. it's like that i am sure was also not peer-reviewed and tested so it's like yeah that could have completely destroyed any sort of eggs or whatever that would have been essential for reproduction so tbd 60 percent of them seem to have survived the the thing which he said was good because he was expecting only 50 percent of them to survive (laughs) the trip so you know 50 percent of them do the president gets eaten by a giant creature as soon as she lands which was enjoyable 
Yeah, I love that too, that he's like, oh, that must be a Baratacon or whatever. Because like yeah. his algorithm had said that she'd be eaten by one. <laughs> right. And his algorithm was able to predict that she would be consumed 22,000 years into the future by a creature that it had no knowledge of. But it couldn't predict that sending those, you know, little crafts to space to break up the comet wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's some flaws in that algorithm. Yeah, it's so silly. <laughs> but uh, did you watch all the way to the very end past the credits? Yes, I did. The, the little clip of her son like, coming <laughs> out from the rubble and immediately like assumes he's the last man on earth and then proceeds to try to make a video to post to tell I don't know who that, that he's the last person on earth yeah well that's the thing <laughs> yeah that's the thing I'm you know they didn't really try is like to create or to hunker down in some bunker like if he survived yeah. and he wasn't even trying to be shelter like i'm sure the place they were at had some sort of like protection or whatever but it wasn't like an airtight bunker so like certainly others have survived not our main crew or not the the main characters who were just like at a dinner table but right <laughs> their last meal together of salmon and potatoes <laughs> fingerling potatoes yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing though with this because it's like what i mean what would you do if you knew that like you know, it's the last day. I would just, like, go to my parents' house and get really stoned on their porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do, yeah. I do love that that was Kate's first reaction when she found yeah. out. <laughs> as soon as she found out that the Earth, was, like, the comet was heading towards Earth, she just says, I gotta go get high. <laughs> Leaves. And I was like, yeah, that would probably be my first reaction, too. <laughs> Okay, I gotta go smoke some joint. <laughs> yeah. Reassess this in an hour. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, you, like, you know you have such limited time, so it's like, you know, yeah. you're gonna do something that you that you enjoy. Or as with Kate, like, you know, I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility for me to have a similar thought of like, you know, it's the end of the world, so like who does it matter? You know, like this person wants to be with you, sure. Like, whatever. You know, and she ends up like engaged to this guy <laughs> <laughs> this like skater boy that she found behind the drugstore <laughs> yeah and he and he, like knew her from the news shows and believed her and thought that she was cool so she he was kind of like a fan right from the beginning so yeah she's just like ah fuck it we're all gonna die <laughs> yeah i like how she resists at first and then she's like well i guess whatever what do we have to lose really we're, we're gonna die anyway so this is fine but... that's so funny yeah, I feel like I wouldn't want to try to be somebody in the bunker. If you knew that like 96 to 99% of all life on the planet was going to be wiped out. And yeah, there's going to be small pockets of other humans that make it in their bunkers. I don't want to be one of those bunker people. Like I just want to die and get it over with. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be in a post-apocalyptic world after that point. Like there's going to be, there's no food. There's going to be no you're just gonna die slowly anyways most likely afterwards just like the dinosaurs yeah that's what made me yeah when we saw um i almost called him jonah because that's his name um whoever his character was that crawled out of the bunker or out of the ground um, yeah. with his mother's purse um i just it made me think of um the twilight zone episode where like there's a last man on earth but you know yeah it, yeah it would just be like terribly 
I don't know. Like, I don't want to be the last person on Earth, like, talking to myself and, like, wandering around. I feel like I would just quickly find some pills or something. Well, in, like, this scenario, like, a, a comet hitting the Earth or an asteroid hitting the Earth, there's going to be, like, the sun is going to be blocked out for 10 or 15 years. All the plants are going to die, yeah. you know, from lack of being able to do photosynthesis other than very, very small animals and very small plants. That's all that's going to survive. Like, all the big things are just going to slowly die off from famine and, and dehydration. And, and you're not going to, like, be able to go out and grow a garden because there's no going to be no light for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, just, just want to be uh, killed off in the first batch immediately. <laughs> <laughs> just watch the comet coming in from like the back porch and be yeah. really hot happening and <laughs> there you go that would be the perfect that'd be the perfect time for your shroom trip as well that's true i don't have any of them but <laughs> one day one day i'll try that <laughs> not like an impending doom situation <laughs> yeah but yeah um, what would you do in the end of the world, especially like if it was going to happen like next week or some a very short notice kind of thing where you had time to get somewhere, but that's about it. I mean, I would like to be with like friends or at least with people. If yeah. not, if like I couldn't make it to a friend, I would like to at least be with someone so that, you know, it's a little less yeah. depressing, but um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think that I would do anything particularly special like i don't know that's so yeah. hard to like you know think about it'd be tempting too just to be like well i'm gonna sleep and then you know you'll just be taken out in your sleep i just want to be asleep when this happens <laughs> yeah but giving my current you know state of being that's not too uh, uh, unlikely to happen so <laughs> just Even always asleep intentions to get someplace else to be with people you just <laughs> accidentally you'd be like oh shit guys i overslept bye <laughs> sorry i missed the end of the world <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's better that way i don't know yeah but also i feel like in that situation like if the comet hit and then there's just like this wave of catastrophe coming like you wouldn't have time to even like feel any of that it would just be like a destructive force would kill you yeah. instantly you know well and that's kind of how they portrayed it with like um randall and kate's like last meal um at at his at his wife's house at his house there like they're all just kind of sitting around drinking eating food and like there's like the slow motion of like the windows and the walls just kind of blasting inwards probably from the shock wave or whatever yeah. which and i'm not there's they're like someplace in the united states I think they're in um, Michigan somewhere. Michigan, and they said this was going to hit in the Pacific Ocean, which is about as far away from Michigan as you get. So if it's that powerful, you know, halfway around the world, basically the whole world has just been flattened by the impact of this comet at that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty much everything would probably just be wiped out very quickly. It's true. So you know, let's hope that doesn't happen. You know, they. NASA openly like admits that they suspect they've only cat like cataloged about ten percent of the planet size, like comets that are large enough to end the size of the planet because you know they can't they're hard to find out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they you know there could be one on a collision course with Earth right now, and we might not spot it until 
only four or six months away. <laughs> it's true. But if if that does happen, everyone, make sure that you look up. Yes. Don't don't not look up. <laughs> <laughs> Just look up. And maybe by the time it actually happens, we'll have some sort of technology that could deflect it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't think that we do. No, right I don't now. think so. I think that, yeah, I, I've, I feel like we would probably have like a similar reaction of trying to send something to blow it up. But right. I mean, even so, like, I think the the reality of ever having some sort of like mechanism or like little robots to be able to like carefully take the pieces down to earth would not be realistic. So I think the best right. we could do is explode, like blow it up, but then have to suffer like catastrophic loss anyway with the smaller asteroids hitting. Right. <laughs> Because I don't so, think we'd like, be able to decimate it to the point where, like, the remnants will burn up in the atmosphere. I think we'd still have chunks flying and destroying countries. Yeah, yeah, and we'd still have, like, tsunamis being caused by them and things like that. It would still be bad. And unless it didn't happen for, like, you know, 500 or 1,000 years where we actually had really advanced technology to deal with something like that. But we won't be around to find that out. Right. <laughs> it, can be, it can be like that episode of Futurama where they put... Um, uh, a very strong, I think it's diamondilium, I get rubber, um, casing around the entire earth <laughs> to protect it. Yes. And it, like, it just immediately fails. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. That's a thousand years in the future, so you know, it's not looking good for us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah. Did you have um, any quotes from this show? Um, I, th- I stopped writing quotes after a little bit, but... Um, I did originally write the I need to get high quote um, by by Kate. Um, I also said I liked Kate when she was talking to her then boyfriend at the beginning. And she's yeah. like, can I sit down to have lunch with your mom in like seven months? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her boyfriend is like criticizing her about, you know, she said something to his mom and she's just she knows at that point that the world's ending in six months, but nobody else does. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down with your mom in like seven months. <laughs> That's oddly specific. <laughs> and far into the future. <laughs> um, I like. I wrote down one of the quotes from, I can't remember the singer's name, but the famous singer when they do that concert at the end. And um, she's just, um, wait, he, she's like responding to the duet and she says, girl, what he's trying to say is get your head out of your ass and listen to the qualified damn goddamn scientists. <laughs> <laughs> seriously though yeah that's funny yeah the the famous artist played by ariana grande i can't remember her name in the show either no it's not ariana grande in the show it's somebody else yeah she's just about as she she basically is ariana grande in the show (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah uh, overall, I would recommend this. I want to watch it again. I thought it was really good. And now that I know that it was actually written about climate change and not as a, like a response to the pandemic, I want to rewatch it again to catch things that I might have missed since I was looking at it through a different lens. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I also was watching it for this very specific purpose, which sometimes right. can distract you from the overall. But um, yeah, I would watch it again. I think it's... Uh, it's an interesting sort of end of the world movie. So it's got like comic relief. It's not all just drama. Um, yeah. yeah. And I feel like in other similar movies to like, you know, oh, there's going to be an asteroid that takes out the planet kind of scenario. Usually they 
figure out a way to save everybody. You know, they right. do something from a heroic white man steps in at the end and <laughs> saves the planet. But like, there is, there's none of that. Like, it's just corporate greed destroys everybody and everything on the earth and flies off in their rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, which is arguably more realistic than, uh, Absolutely, than any of that. Yes. <laughs> But yeah. Yeah, definitely recommend. Don't look up. Yeah, don't look up, but do. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, you can let us know what you thought about Don't Look Up on Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or you can send us an email to navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And feel free to send us any suggestions you might have about shows or movies that are Netflix originals that you'd like us to discuss in the future. Yeah, we're always willing to talk about pretty much anything. As long as that's a Netflix original. Yes. (laughs) Alrighty. Thanks, everyone. And until next time. Bye. Bye.